0: What's your price to never use a knife again? Or tattoo your phone number on your forehead and leave it there for two years? Or rob a freaking Starbucks? Let's find out.
1: Here to give each hypothetical the dialectical and get reflective on the subjective, we're your hosts, Aaron Ruben Corney and Lindsey Hicks. Also joining us today is a very special guest, economist Noah Johnson.
0: Oh, Boise, Idaho. This is going to be a real ripping Randy. Let's get into it.
1: Randy, Randy. Hey everyone. Welcome. 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 How you feeling? Good. Feeling good. We're all feeling good. We're feeling all right. We're feeling ready to to cast You've got me, Aaron. You've got Lindsay there. And then Hi. you've also got our guest today. We've got Noah Johnson, an economist and father of a two-year-old. That's me. Those
2: are the most important things. H- husband to a wonderful wife. The three most important things about me. Economist, father, and husband.
1: That's really adorable. Wow. Noah has graciously accepted to come on and give our show a little bit of legitimacy in episode one by being a person who will probably take these questions more seriously than anyone ever will.
0: We love seriousness. We hate to joke. We only want the hard facts, the brass tacks. I'm just kidding. We have fun.
1: Well, yeah, it'll probably be worth saying. Lindsay, would you like to do a disclaimer?
0: Oh, yeah. We're not medical doctors. We're not trained in any sort of anything. We are just some dum-dums.
1: We do not know anything about anything, Except how to be adorable.
0: I do have a bachelor's degree, um, so I do know the basics of lots of different kinds of things. But I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take my advice, like medical advice, for me if I were you. Especially because I recently read a book called Medical Medium, which uh, disqualifies me from ever giving anyone any advice on their physical well-being.
2: Now, when you say medical medium,
0: it's a man who ch- he channels medical advice from
2: doctors of the past like for example like he channels like that you should use leeches and bloodletting like it's like channeling well it's not so barbaric
0: it's really just like eat fruits and vegetables and like take herbal supplements which is pretty pretty basic but it's safe it's safe info to give out controversial
1: eat your fruits and vegetables
0: yeah, I know. How dare he?
1: Speaking of controversial, let's get right into the most controversial question we may ever tackle, which is, "What's your price to never use a knife again?" Woof. Noah, have you given us any thought? Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this back step.
2: I don't want to be a little bit meta here, and I, I want to talk about how we how how I thought about valuing this. Right. So, like, because I have. Enough to have all the things I want. I live in a nice house. I have a charming baby. She can go to daycare. Everybody's great. I'm actually not wanting for a lot of money. So in order to like make my life more inconvenient, you got to give me a lot of money. You know, if I was if I was on the lower end of the the you know income spectrum, I might be able to take a hit like this for a lot less. So I, I just want to state that. The price I'm willing to pay for this or or, you know, I would have to take may be very different from other people's just because of our life situations, and I think that's going to be true across the board for all these questions. Now, the systematic way I looked at this is I love cooking, right? So you're going to take away one of my favorite hobbies.
0: Well, not fully. You can still cook.
2: No, 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 no. Let me tell you something. I thought about this extensively. (laughs) You got to dice. You got to mince. Like, any recipe is going to involve having items in smaller pieces.
0: Can I ask a question about what all constitutes a knife? Because, like, is a blender a knife? Because it has many knives in the bottom. Is it just sharp things that you aren't allowed to use? Can I use a food processor? I think we're talking about
1: a, a a little handle with a sharp piece of metal at the end of it, right?
0: Okay, so we're not talking about something that is many knives spinning. Well,
1: it gets very tricky because if you... If you look at, like, what is considered legally a-, a knife, technically a sword is not a knife. I looked into the legal standings of it, and, like, you can use a sword, and it's not considered legally a knife. So, like, in California, you can wear a sword in plain view.
0: But you can't have a knife?
1: I forget what the, the law is. It's, like, if, like, you have a sheathed knife, you can wear it openly, and it's not considered illegally concealed. So if it's like sheath, mo- the moment it leaves the sheath, it's illegal, is my understanding. But if you have a fixed blade like a sword, it's a bladed weapon. It's not a knife. So like to me, it's like I'm fine because I'll take a good amount of money, but I'll just keep a really cool like katana in my kitchen and just really go to town.
0: Yeah. Did you think about katanas, Noah? Did you? What were your thoughts about katanas okay. or perhaps a broadsword?
2: Doesn't matter. Okay. I'm a hyper practical person. I'm not going to mince onions with a broadsword you just don't have the you don't have the dexterity you don't have the i mean it would just the the, the fineness to which i like will mince my garlic is the the in millimeters the width of a broadsword right you're not even gonna you just don't have the same control no you can the get different tools I am to, in the
0: to crush your garlic up you know they have little. Yeah, but you don't always want it
2: crushed, right? Sometimes you want something minced. You want it sliced. You want your onions as half moons. You want
0: you, you can want to- slap
2: chop. Okay. I'm
0: trying to help you, man. I want you to be able to follow your passion of cooking.
2: Where I'm going here is, I need to be paid to not be able to have that. So I'm thinking, what does it cost to have a personal chef for the rest of my life?
1: Okay. Oh, interesting. So
2: I was doing some research, right? An average, just to have some rando cook my meals, right? Uh, Nothing fancy is like $30, $40 an hour. $50 an hour would be roughly $100,000 a year. I don't want some average person. I'm thinking I'm a pretty good cook. I want this person doing it all. You know, and and thinking about knives, there's other things where I also like, if this is really going to offset this, like I can't like cut open boxes from Amazon, whatever. We can have that conversation. I could use a broadsword for that. But in the kitchen, that's where this really matters. So I'm thinking $100 a week, $200,000 a year for my executive personal chef that will like live in an ADU, right? ADU today. So that's ADU? It's an alternative dwelling unit. It's basically Uh a guest house. But the way California has changed the zoning rules to build more housing, this is special classification for an extra house. Called an ADU. And You live in the Bay Area,
1: so that's probably really expensive to have Yeah, to so I just looked it up, that. built 700,000
2: square foot one, looking at a half a mil right there. Now, $200,000 a year for my personal chef for the next, how old am I? 30 and change. I live until 80, statistically 50. We're talking about, so we're talking about 200,000 times 50, maybe would be 2 million. We're talking about like 10 million bucks I think I need. I think I need 10 million bucks to have an executive personal chef cook all of my meals for the rest of my life. That's what, I, that's what I'm willing to take.
1: It's so interesting. Cause I was immediately thinking of like, what's it worth to me to embarrass myself in public at like meals. And then also when the end times come, if I can't use a knife, you can use a broadsword for that.
2: End times. Right, I mean, well, look, katana, no, at that point,
1: swords, katanas, right. uh, you know, fine. A gun would probably be better. You know, I hadn't thought about the restaurant component, but I was thinking I think about I, in terms of like the social impact of, like, I remember there was one time I was eating and Lindsay looked at me. Lindsay, what was it you said to me? I didn't use a knife when I should have. And you said.
0: Oh, what are you? Some sort of barbarian?
1: Barbarian.
0: Yeah.
1: Barbarian. And from I that said point barbarian. on. barbarian. Barbarian. And you never looked at me the same again after that. And I never will. And I don't because, want that.
0: I will say, and this is a real story. I So I am from Texas and we are trashy. Like I'm talking paper plates and plastic forks and knives every meal. And it's all out of the can and casseroles and all of that. Just we ate on our lawn chairs by the like baby pool. When I moved to New York, I worked in a fancy restaurant and I ate everything with just a fork. I've always thought like, why do they even give you a knife? Because like, I'm not going to, but like, I don't always have something to butter. You know what I mean? I thought it was just for butter. And then this very kind Belgian man named Klaus Klaus one day said to me, why do you eat like that? Why do you eat like a farmer? And I said, because I we're, my, we're farmers. And he was like, okay, good excuse, but you can't keep eating like that. And he literally, pretty woman style, had to like teach me how to eat like a, like a human being with a fork and a knife. And now I can never go back. And that was like 10 years ago. So... Now to go without a knife, I feel like I'm going back to my Texas backwoods white trash roots. So
1: there's like a psychological element here for you. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That will be traumatic for me. And what is my mental health worth? You know what I mean?
1: A lot. Again,
2: like let's, let's work through the numbers here. $300 an hour therapy session once a week. You know, it
0: adds up. It adds up real fast.
1: And insurance isn't going to cover therapy for the rest of your life for this. Uh Uh-uh.
0: And also, what if I lose my job? Then I lose my insurance. So I mm. want to be able to pay out of pocket and have to be prepared for it to be out of pocket, all of the therapy. Um, but also there's the added element of the uncomfortable social situation. It's like I have the trauma of being launched back into the baby pool and the lawn chair. But I also have the embarrassment of people thinking that I don't know how to eat right. You know? Yeah, or and um, you could
2: explain it, but it would be tedious. You could be like, look, be I accepted tedious. all this money, blah, blah, blah. It's yeah, so people it. might okay. like it.
0: They might think it's kind of fun. So basically, I just want to make sure that I – I also want to make sure I can buy all the right kitchen appliances, like a food processor, like a really fancy blender, like the garlic think I think, that, I think we should all
2: agree that you should, should be able to have a garlic press and a blender. I think knives – I think we're talking handle and a blade.
0: We're talking hand on blade. I, we're just hand on yeah. blade. So I can have. So then it's like money for therapy and money for all the fancy kitchen gadgets that aren't a knife. And um, having
1: to purchase the things that are pre-cut if you need it. The premium. I mean, look, there's better knife, you can outsource and then- it because you're looking, Noah. You're looking for someone in home. I'm looking just to be able to go to Whole Foods and get a good quality version of it if I really want to live large.
2: Yeah, but they don't have everything. They don't have everything sliced.
1: I've I've been to Air One. I've been to Whole Foods. The the sliced
2: food options are are few and far between. Pre crushed yeah.
1: garlic, frozen in little cubies. I can live with that. Yeah, but they might not be the size that you're interested. I'm in. I'm telling you, I'll, I'll put out 1.5 million dollars for me. I really love cooking, but like whatever, I'll live. I just want, I just want to get a little a little dough out of this at this point, and I won't be too embarrassed not using a knife at dinner when I'm out with people because I'll just, uh, you know. I'll explain that I got paid a million and a half for it. So I was gonna go lower, but I think long term throughout the course of my life the psychological toll will be real and I'll feel valid having known that I like got enough money to like get a decent home, been able to buy premium foods that are pre prepared a little bit more since I don't have a knife.
2: Can I just add that because I have a sweet executive chef, I don't need to go out for meals anymore. I can just have people over. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm just thinking that, that that dodges that bullet for me and I can just have him make stuff like that
1: can be eaten with chopsticks or a fork. Can I also put it out there, by the way, that I love using a spoon. I use a spoon when I should use a fork. I use a spoon when I should use a knife. I like to spoon. I like to scoop. I like to cut with the spoon. I, I just, I I don't but think you love a spork. that bad. You know, we haven't really seen a really premium line of sporks hit the market yet, but when it does, oh boy.
0: You know what I do like is like a grapefruit spoon. That's like a spoon Ooh. that does all the extra work on the tip. Ooh, that I would love. be cheating, uh,
2: though. Yeah, but wait a second. Is that a knife? It's,
1: it's serrated that's blade not a knife. on the edge. Okay, fair enough.
2: But you're right. I, I, a good g- grapefruit spoon
1: is awesome. So, Lindsay, mm-hmm. you just need the price of a grapefruit spoon in your set.
0: I need so much more. And I was thinking about it, and I'm like, I don't want – I want to have always the most top-of-the-line kitchen gadgets, and I want a really good therapist. And that's really expensive. And for the rest <laughs> of my life? I just, and also when somebody, when I have to tell someone about the, the, the like, I can't use a knife thing, the embarrassment of throwing out a low number and then being like, wow, she really let the knife people take her for a ride. That's just more embarrassment. So I'm going to go with um, $2 million. I
2: like that. Aaron, I just want you to know that I can buy you a $10 titanium spork. And then you would have high quality work, or I could get you a spork charm from a jewelry
1: store for three hundred and fifty dollars. That is completely not functional, but it is cute. Thanks. Before we <laughs> shove on, we've been polling friends and family leading up to today, and we're seeing the highest price that anyone quoted to never use a knife again was two hundred and fifty milski. Wow, two hundred fifty million dollars.
0: Somebody really likes knives.
1: <laughs> the lowest was twenty five grand. Wow, someone hates knives. And 25 is a common number. So 24 million is our average for friends and family never using a knife again. I think the average is being skewed by this 250 million number. It's not between those two. It's averaging across all of the the submissions. I know. Shall we move on to the second question, which in my opinion, I think is one of the most fascinating ones, Ooh. which is what's your price to tattoo your phone number on your forehead and it has to remain for two years? Okay, first question out of the gate, font size. I mean, Can it be tiny? Yeah, if it's
2: super tiny, I could just do it. I could shave my eyebrow, put it under my eyebrow, boom, done. Nobody would see it.
0: I
1: imagine it's like...
0: Yeah, but your eyebrow is not your forehead. Your eyebrow is your eyebrow.
1: Correct. I'm going to say that it has to be like a couple inches, I think. Like if it's your phone number, I'd say like three or four inches long. Like it's like a thing that would be a real like a really up front and center part of your life then my price goes up significantly. I'm sure it does. Some things to think about, by the way, everyone. Apparently, people around the world spent $478 million on tattoo removal services in 2019. And a market research firm that I was reading their report projected that the total will reach nearly $800 million by 2027.
0: People are getting rid of those suckers left and right.
1: I'm going to guess that a tattoo like this is going to cost no more than 100 bucks.
0: Yeah. Tattoos are relatively inexpensive, especially something simple like this. It's just a phone number. I guess you could go elaborate if you really wanted to, but why would you want to do that? You know what I mean?
1: The only FDA-approved removal method is laser treatment, where the light waves break up the pigment under the, your skin, and then your immune system clears out. Those pigments that have been broken up over time. And really interesting, it's about $200 to $500 per treatment. Depending on the number of treatments, it changes how much it all needs. If you're light-skinned, you only need about six treatments, but apparently if you're dark skinned, it requires significantly more because mm-hmm. the melanin in dark skin increases heat absorption. So there's a higher risk that standard laser settings will cause blisters and skin color changes or scarring. So you need like longer laser wavelengths and more sessions, and longer healing time. So if you're white, it's so much easier to get tattoo removed.
0: There's a term for it. It's called the snow white effect because I've had some laser hair removal and it's very easy to get like the lighter your skin is, compared to how dark the tattoo or the hair is makes it easier. So it's easier to get darker off of lighter snow white effect. It's a thing.
1: Interesting. And is this,
2: is this going to be rectified by America's r- racial reckoning? Cause I, I feel like this is just once again, Some more fuel on the fire. Privilege.
0: Yeah. So I think reparations has to be thrown into your
1: mouth. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: You know, with people with light
1: skin, the entire cro- process takes six to 10 treatments. But So this is where it gets interesting. So it's about anywhere between $1,000 to $10,000 for the removal for the average person of a tattoo of like reasonable size, closer to a couple thousand. But then it comes into the question of what kind of tattoo do we want to do? Because you could get a cosmetic tattoo, like permanent makeup, because that only lasts one to three years. And removal is pretty, like, not that bad. Like, it's like less than a thousand bucks to get that removed.
0: I want that one. I want that version.
1: Okay, so we're going to talk about the kind of tattoo that is like a form of skin art that's like permanent eyebrow filler or eyeliner or lipstick, like cosmetic tattoos that'll like go away on their own. You know, you have to keep it for two years, but if it's going to last on its own, it's going to last an additional year unless you have it removed, which could be nearly a thousand bucks. So I don't know about you guys, but I would opt for that, meaning a couple grand all in for application and maybe removal.
0: I'm just, it's so not even about the price of the original thing. It's about the emotional and like life toll that it takes to have a tattoo on your forehead. I can't imagine ever having a sexy moment with a person and like taking myself seriously or like seeing the look on their face, trying to like ignore the phone number on my forehead. That to me is like, this is the worst. And like going out and the safety... Of me walking around with my phone number on my head, and like randos will then just have my contact information, that's also dangerous. So I guess I probably, on top of all of it need security. And then it's just two two hot years wasted while I'm still in my thirties, which is worth a lot of money. So there's a lot to, there's a lot to take into account here
1: i I love all that analysis. <laughs> Can I just answer your problems with one word, Lindsay? One word. yeah, bangs.
0: Okay, here's the thing about that. One time I had a really bad breakup and so naturally I got myself bangs. I don't have the kind of hair that does bangs. And it really added insult to injury after like terrible breakup and then bang disaster. Bangs are not a thing for me.
2: Bang disaster and terrible breakup seem like they would go together.
0: It's basically
1: the same thing. So what are we talking about here, guys? The trauma of your phone number. Let's let's pretend the rules here also are that it has to remain visible, right? So you can't hide it. Can't get a beret, can't get a headscarf, no hats.
0: No sweatbands. Keeping it out
1: there. No like sweaty bees. Sweatband. No sweaty bees. You just gotta have your phone number on your forehead out there for two years.
0: Yeah, it's incredibly it's unideal. Like worse I... for you than us.
1: I feel like as a woman,
2: well, I'm going to say I'm married. I just feel like it would. I would have to get a really nice gift for my wife. I'm not out there. It's not going to affect my dating. You know, I can work from home now. Just keep my Zoom camera off. Uh, I can just basically isolate myself. But the cost on people around me they have to suffer. You know how much do they want really? I feel like they should get a say in this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You'll have to pull the family. But also it's like they'll probably get used to it. I feel like you get used to things. Like you get used to weird haircuts, you get used to regular tattoos on your body.
1: What about the news circuit though? I do feel like there's something interesting about like for those 2 years, you're going to be on a lot of interviews talking about how for x amount of dollars Actually, that could be bad because it could endanger you because if it's like you're on Good Morning America Yeah, then you're putting your phone
0: number out on network news. And your self-worth. You're like,
1: kidnap me. I'm worth $3 million or whatever Yeah, exactly. put it out. You do
0: not want people knowing about that. Also, like, what if your phone number changes? That would probably be for the best. You could change your phone number.
2: I'm just going to throw it out there that a lot of companies, like even Domino's, have offered that if you get a tattoo of their brand, you get it for life and it brings people together and forms really weird niche communities. But, uh... (laughs) The idea that somebody would get a tattoo of, say, Domino's pizza box, so they get free Domino's for the rest of their life, seems like people's price on this is pretty low.
1: I would do that for less. I don't know about you guys, like to get Domino's logo on my forehead. I would, I would require less money for that than my own phone number. Two million. I'm, I'm going to say two million dollars. I'm just going to throw it out there. A million dollars a year, and then I'm going to take it off. I like two million. I, I'm going to join you. Two million
0: dollars. I'm going to say ten million dollars. I'm saying ten million dollars. Actually. I'm changing it $15 million because when you get a laser tattoo off, sometimes it leaves scarring. You can always tell something was there. So then basically I'm changing it fifty million Five zero. 50 so you're million, So 50 million. You're, you're budgeting for
1: a lot of cosmetic treatment potentially so, also, I, you know, what, yeah. as long as we're going to do that, I'm going to, I'm
2: going to, I'm going to jack mine up to 10 and then I'll just be consistent with my prior answer. $10 million, no I'm matter gonna, what, boom,
1: I'm going to hold it to. I, I think I'm wrong, but I, I, I don't want to be like you guys. I don't want to. I want to be resolute. But, see, but, that's, <laughs> but, see, but but back
2: to my prior point is like, I think that's because we all are pretty like, I feel like we're very, for- we should just reflect on how fortunate we are that we can say these big numbers. Because like for a lot of people, like if you're if oh, you're out sure. there getting a Domino's tattoo just for a lifetime of pizza, like I feel like a lot of people would be willing to do this for way less money.
0: Well, if there was a tipping point and I was trying to bid right. other people, I might but like this is my like what right. it would actually take for right. me to do it.
1: Real quick, guys, two seconds on this one. What about the Domino's logo? Would you do it for any less? No. Here's the thing, no, the same I don't, price for me.
0: I don't eat gluten and I don't really eat meat and I don't really eat cheese. So it doesn't wouldn't really do me much good. However, if it was like, you know, like a wine store, yeah, there I would you go. probably I would get a bo- the bottle of their wine on my body for And if it was free wine forever, hell yeah.
1: So it's for, it's for the product for life. Yeah. For the product for for
0: life. Yeah. But it's gotta be a legit product. Like Domino's absolutely not, but like a fancy like like French wine or Italian wine. Fuck yeah, I would. I
1: wouldn't do it for that, but I would do it for like, I don't know. I would do it for like Costco or or REI or somewhere fun. Costco. I would do it for Costco. If I could just like have a, a gold card for Costco for life.
0: So the uh, the poll results are a high of twenty five million. I beat that. A low of twenty five thousand, which I want to talk to that person about why their forehead means so little to them.
1: I wonder if that's the same person that put twenty five thousand for never using a knife again. Also, like wow. is that person just,
0: just is that don't their give number a fuck. <laughs> And then the the average then is uh, six million dollars. Oh, apparently Rob says it was not the same person that said a low of $25,000. Wow. Okay. Interesting. That's out. just a
1: low number that people like. Hmm.
0: Okay. Let's let's uh, let's uh bop right over to question number three. I think you're going to like this one, Noah. What's your price to rob a Starbucks? I know you've given this deep analysis. I can't wait to hear about it.
2: This one I actually thought about a lot, but not my price. I thought about okay. just... Ethical violations, right? Like, am I willing to compromise my my ethical mores for any price? If I was willing mm-hmm. to do something bad, but for the right reason, I wouldn't have to get paid. If you're, if you're Robin Hooding, right? If you're stealing from the rich to give to the poor, you don't need to get paid to do that, right? Or if someone's like, oh, well, if you say you wouldn't murder someone, but you had the chance to kill Hitler, I'm like, yeah, but you don't have to pay me to kill Hitler. Like, I would just do it, right? If I'm actually doing something deeply against my conviction, like stealing, you know, I don't know. If I, if I can put a price on that, like, it's not like you could probably price it out. What's the, the projected take from, from the, the Starbucks, right? Probably not that much, right? Really what you're pricing out is how much do you have to pay to risk going to jail, destroying reputation and dealing with the consequences of grand theft, potentially armed assault, who knows what. Yeah, you can, you can have a really high number for that. Well, it depends if you're violent. Uh, even the ethics side, is, uh, part aside, I think I would need a, a, just a ton to be willing to risk the the going to jail and destroying my reputation and making myself
1: out to be a thief. Well, I feel like a lot of it comes down to what kind of robbery you're doing because there's aggravated and then there's just like simple robbery, right? Aggravated is going to put you at twenty plus years. In prison, if you're bringing a weapon and injuring someone or hurting them, not with a knife, apparently, because that's what we're all talking about today. But then there's like felony penalties closer to like five to 15 years if it's nonviolent, is my understanding. So I think a lot of it just comes down to like what's it worth to know that you could be gone for like upwards of like a decade plus. And then it becomes just such a ridiculous number for all the ways that that could affect you.
0: The it's only your reason would.
1: And your family. So then it comes out to like, what are the odds that, I'm not an expert in this, I don't know if any of us are, but like, you could plead insanity, but I don't think those actually practically work in criminal cases Mm -hmm. most of the time. Not in this case. Right. If if anything, the show, Human Values, would be held accountable for commissioning you to commit the crime, right? Like, it's your requisitioning and being an accessory at that point.
0: I thought a lot about this, you guys. I, for doing this, I don't plan to get caught because i am planning on doing a kind of elaborate oceans 11 type of robbery where i have like a crack team and a lot of like cool gadgets and tools and i have i do i do weeks of researching of like who drops the money when and all of this to rob an individual starbucks store but then i was like Why rob a Starbucks store where they don't even have enough? They don't even keep that much cash. Everything is over debit. So to rob a Starbucks, you would maybe get whatever they have in the like cash box, which is $500 maybe maximum, which is not really worth it. So then I was like, I have to rob Starbucks corporate, which then puts me into like an office space type of scenario where I have to like hack I have to hack the mainframe and, like, do some real, like, account balance transfers and stuff like that. So I need, like, a really genius computer tech to pay to do all this stuff. So it's, like, you got to spend money to make money. But then I also, you know, what if I get caught? Then I do want to have something to fall back on if I do have to go to federal prison. You know, this is really becoming a high a high risk, high reward scenario that I just want to make sure I'm I'm covered for regardless of the turnout. You know, I could make I, I like it would cost me a lot to do it, but then I could also make a lot if I did it right.
1: Well, there's that's a different way to take it. Right. So you're not walking in with a handgun saying, give me all your money. You could take you put together a crack team on like the dark web to like hack yeah. Starbucks proper and like somehow embezzle funds yourself. I don't know how that would work, but like they did
0: it on office uh, space, so I think well, it can it's be possible done. yeah,
1: right you know at that point, the amount of money you would need to put together that kind of team plus hire paying off fixers to connect you to the right people
0: exactly that, exactly I
1: mean you're gonna be putting in hundreds of millions of dollars right or 10, let let's say tens tens of millions of dollars probably oh,
0: to make I would maybe say 50 50 just putting it in to get to like rob the starbucks but then if you how put are you robbing million them?
1: in. how do you rob them are you are you sorry to cut you off there but like what's the robbery is it like you're going to buy a bunch of stock and you're going to go in on the back end and like get insider info and then
0: no 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 i'm talking i tr- like i do this i do the long game where i Have my like team of computer hackers, but then I also have people on the inside. I have people in the mailroom. I have people in the accounting team at Starbucks corporate. You know, I have people everywhere. I have have eyes everywhere. A hundred percent. I literally, I have people in the fields overseeing coffee beans and like knowing where what's going where and when. I really, there's, there's no stone unturned here, but that's a big team of people who are also risking it all. So I need a lot of money to do this, but then I could stand to make a lot of money. I could, I could spend 50 million to put this team together. To pay them off flat rate. They don't make anything, but they're just doing this job. You know what I mean? Like they don't, they don't get anything on the back end. Should this be a successful robbery? Only I do because I'm putting up the initial money, but then I stand to make another, an extra hundred million dollars. So I don't need to worry about that. But if I do get caught, um, then that's bad. And that's legal fees. I'll be able to get off of it.
1: You got to bribe everyone. You have to have bribe
0: money too. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to put it like I stand to make hundreds of millions of dollars, but I think I would need $100 million to be able to pull off this this heist.
2: Oh, I'm living in the bill. So I was thinking about like how much money could you get from Starbucks? So there's a corporate accounting measure called cash on hand. So Starbucks is sitting on $2.75 billion in cash on hand right now. So I'm thinking if you're going, if you're going after corporate like that, I think that's that's the take right there. So how would
1: you do it though? I don't know.
2: I think I think like Lindsay said, you got to have people on the inside. You got to have people that know the right account numbers. You got to have you got to have your Swiss bank accounts. You got to have uh, you got to do your Wolf of Wall Street thing where you where you have these people that you just tape large amounts of money to,
1: and uh, you make it happen. Is there a way that you could just buy Starbucks, like just fully acquire it, liquidate it,
0: like Elon Musk Twitter? Kind
1: of, but then but then liquidate it.
2: Well, so <clears throat> the market cap for Starbucks right now is eighty-five billion dollars. So to have a controlling share, if you did it without anyone noticing what you were trying to do, you'd need to pony up about you know 42 and a half, uh, billion. Then I guess you could try and extract you know all of the resources. You could go, you could go. Uh, well, back to Pretty Woman, right? You could do Richard Gear, right? You could just take this all apart. You know, he buys the companies, he breaks them up, sells them up for the parts. Sell off the real estate assets, sell off the intellectual property, t- just take the
1: cash. You know, maybe that's the move. How could how, how, how can you even begin to calculate what that would be, though? Well, you need a lot of time and
2: energy and maybe to hire Goldman Sachs, mergers and acquisitions people, but.
1: Well, also the company to sell it all off and liquidate it. Like, yeah, that, that takes a lot of labor, but they probably have some considerable debt, right? They do.
2: They do. That's definitely like when you buy a company, you you they always subtract the amount of debt that's held.
1: Right. So it really comes down to the amount of money you would need to acquire Starbucks outright and then liquidate it is so much money that you would probably make back less money than you are worth net after – Needing the cash on hand to go do this.
0: Also, that's too by the book, man. We're talking robbery. That's not robbery. True. That's yeah, think, just I a think purchase. I
1: tracked. Yeah, yeah, we went too far. So we're grabbing a handgun. And you're kicking in the door and saying, "Give me your money." <laughs> yeah, <I would laughs> all the way back. I think you go in and you make it clear that like someone paid you to do it. So you're throwing the you're throwing it back at the show. But like, I don't know. Few uh, like a hundred million dollars? No, no. I I don't know. For me, it's like. Half a billion dollars. And then I will say I got paid a lot of money and I'll get sympathy from the court. I won't have hurt anybody. I'll run it with a handgun, never pointed at anyone. So the cameras never show I did. And I will do my best. And if I do go to prison, I can pay bail up front to not have to go until the trial's all done. And then I go into prison and hopefully with good behavior and I have no prior misdemeanors or felonies, I'm going to hope for the best. So I'm going to say half a billion, which is silly because I'm not making money from the robbery.
2: Yeah, the irony of all this is that you actually the amount of money you get from the tiller Starbucks is completely immaterial. It's just for the act of going in and holding it up.
1: Correct. All right, where are you guys at?
0: I mean, I initially said a hundred million because I was thinking about hiring people and paying them out flat, and then making sure. I think a hundred million is fine. I think I could do it with that.
1: I love your kingpin situation, Lindsay. You really took us to a really fun place.
0: Thanks, Aaron. Mm-hmm. As long as we're
1: throwing out throwing out big numbers, uh, I feel like I want to
2: get paid more than Aaron just out of principle. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna add those two numbers up. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take 600 million. I wish I looked more into the prison time that I'd be doing, and I could basically figure out a, a dollar amount per year that I'm risking.
1: So I looked at it: an aggravated robbery versus simple robbery. Simple robbery is uh, felony penalties upwards of five to 15 years. So as long as you don't injure anyone, I believe.
2: And I'd like to state for the record, this is completely hypothetical, and I would never actually engage in a criminal activity.
1: Although, if you're armed, apparently that counts as aggravated, even if you don't hurt someone.
2: Yeah, so I think if you just have a weapon, period, that's just the way it is.
1: Okay, so 20 plus years. Yeah. It's
0: a long time.
2: That's a long time. And, and like Lindsay said, those are your hot years.
0: Yeah, those are all your hot years just gone. But I think you would get out early for good behavior.
1: Can you buy the jury?
0: Baby.
1: All right. All right. We got our prices. Let's look at what our audience has here. On the high side, sitting along me, the person to require the most money was sitting at half a billion dollars. At the low, it was $450,000 to rob a Starbucks. <laughs> Who is the Oof. person? <laughs> and then on average, we're looking at $58 million across all the uh, people polled. Oh,
0: wow. 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 This is a big one. So let's let's uh, do a little would you rather of the three of these. So would you rather, of these things we've just discussed, never use a knife again. Would you rather get your phone number on your forehead or would you rather rob a Starbucks? Which three do you do?
1: Phone number for two years.
0: Aaron, you would do the phone number?
1: Hands down phone numbers.
0: What? Well,
1: because it's...
2: Robbing Starbucks? I don't want to go to jail for twenty. 20- okay.
0: Don't forget in the knife thing, Noah. You've set yourself. Op- so you've set yourself up with a.
2: Okay, look. If it was for life, like, then you got a point, and I'll, I'll. I'm willing to consider it. But for two years, I could deal.
0: I would do the knife thing because I don't want to mess with my face, and I also like. While I like to think I have the technical know-how to pull off a heist, like. I really am just going off of Ocean's Eleven and Office Space, and I don't think that that is a like in-depth enough knowledge to pull off like a, a crime of that level of like complexity in a business I know nothing about, and I also really don't know anything about like how money works. So I feel like I would definitely get caught and go to jail. So I gotta go with knife. I gotta do knife.
1: Okay. See, I'm thinking about the press tour. You know, I could do a, an autobiography called like Highbrow. It's the story of how I became rich by getting my <laughs> forehead tattooed. Like, you go on Good Morning America and talk about everything. Like, it gets a little weird. Change your phone number after two years. But, like, I see, you know, you feature film, sell your rights. You do a podcast and make it a call-in show. Everyone knows your number.
0: Wow. Good work. That's a marketing yeah, mind. Yeah, thank you.
1: Let's do some awards here. So, the Cheap Charlie Award here goes to you, Lindsay. We've added up your costs for today. Get you to do everything on the show would cost 117 million dollars. Wow! Anyone out there want wow. Lindsay to do some some heinous things, uh, Lindsay?
0: We got a we got a big a big spender award at 620 million, and that goes to Noah. I'm really excited for you. Can I have a
2: trophy? Is that do I get anything with this award?
0: What do, do I you want? Get the dollar amount. I, w- I want to get you – and now that I know your passion for cooking and chopping, I just want to get you some sort of nice knife. Can
2: I tell you – can I tell you how passionate I am about this? I, I don't have any tattoos. I have a long thought about one, and I've, I've never been willing to do it. But the only tattoo at this point I would really consider was tattooing my finger with, like, the little notches on, on a, like a like, a ruler for an inch so that when I'm dicing stuff and it says, like, quarter inch, half inch, one inch – chop or dice or mince. I, I i don't even have to get out i don't even have to approximate i can boom just use a part of my body that's how committed i am to this okay wow that makes sense that's
0: a that's just a very genius thing to do and i hope you follow through with it one day and i want to see that happen
1: noah i hope you had fun
0: noah did you, you have happy? fun you know? tell us we need I, this uh,
1: w- approval. i did have fun Good. i did have fun
2: i like spending time with you guys and i'm waiting for my check from and my trophy. Did you learn anything about
1: yourself today? Yeah.
2: I, you know, I think about maybe not today, but as I reflected on these questions preparing for this, I do. I do think I I thought about how I approach questions and the dollar amount it would re- it would require for me to break my ethical beliefs. So, I do think that this this was an insight uh, an insightful inner, inner journey.
0: Wow, that's nice to hear. Yeah.
1: I like that. Well, on that sweet sweet <laughs> tender note.
0: Aww. Goodbye. 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 Oh, what a wonderful,
1: wonderful time that was. That was really interesting. I
0: now I'm like, should I rob Star?
1: You should not rob a Starbucks.
0: I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm. I'm. I don't. I don't do crime.
1: But speaking about what you do do, what are we going to do next
0: week? We're going to talk about water, jokes, and uh, comas. With uh, an amazing guest, stand-up comedian Rachel Scanlon.
1: She's pretty funny. Should be funny. You like funny? It's going to be funny. If you want to play along, we want to know your worth. We're always putting up new polls over at humanvaluespodcast.com. You can also sign up for our awesome possum newsletter for reminders, updates, and all the great things you want to know in life. You can find this week's and all the future episode transcriptions, they're all going to be on the Human Values website. Again, that's humanvaluespodcast.com. Over to you, Linz.
0: I'm going to take a little moment to do some special thanks, and I just want to thank you, first of all, for listening and sharing with all your friends, because that's what you're going to do. Yeah. If you recommend Human Values to someone on Instagram and tag at Human Values Pod. Maybe we'll choose you for a weekly shout-out, which is just the pinnacle of existence. We're going to kick that off in a few weeks. Just buckle up. Today, we want to thank our good friend, Omer, who made the theme music for Human Values. This music slaps. Go follow at obz underscore Kenobi, O-B-Z underscore Kenobi kenobi because that's that's omer and he's a real magician
1: thanks everyone for listening we hope you had a good time we had a blast we're gonna be doing this forever so stick around tell the people what's up
0: oh these are the people that made the show you just listened to we your hosts are lindsey hicks and aaron Corney. our guest this week noah johnson thanks, noah. thanks so much our lead producer is Rob Goldman. Our producers are Shanti Brooke and Aaron Forney. Our editor is Nick Agich, and our music is by Omer Bensby.
1: Human Values is a human content production.